Next on BYUSN, Zach Wilson benched in New York. What it means for his future with the Jets. It's Thanksgiving Eve and BYU Hoops about to eat in the Bahamas. How many wins do they need to bring home? All the wins, please. Welcome to BYU Station, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Wednesday, November 23rd. I am Spencer Linton, alongside a man I would never bench in my life, Jerem Jordan. I would, I would love to not be benched. I'm just happy to dress. Uh, you know, he's not dressed. I'm, I'm like, wait, what do you mean by that? On today's show, Zach Wilson gets benched. A lot of news, a lot of reaction. Uh, several reports coming out. We'll dig into that. This all coming out as we speak uh, from New York. Men's hoops balling in Atlantis today. Houston Haymooley on playing Stanford against Saturday. Richie Saunders from the Bahamas, head of three big hoops games. Spencer with both those interviews coming up. Did women's volleyball pull off the upset of number two San Diego mm. last night? Mm. And it's a ball day for women's hoops. Here are today's headlines. Let's dig into the details of the Zach Wilson story a little bit. ESPN's Adam Schefter reporting that Wilson will not start for the Jets this weekend against the Chicago Bears. Zach is 5-2 as the starter this season, but his numbers have been lackluster. Four passing touchdowns, five interceptions over those seven starts. Much more to come, including what Robert Sala, his head coach, said about Zach's future just minutes ago. BYU offensive lineman Blake Freeland joins Puka Nakua in accepting an invitation to the Senior Bowl this morning. Garen Hall has an outstanding invite as well. BYU men's basketball in the battle for Atlantis today, taking on USC at 5 o'clock Eastern. The 3-1 Cougars head into the game as a two-point favorite against the 3-1 Trojans, who began the season ranked, by the way. BYU will take on either Tennessee or Butler tomorrow based on today's result against USC. Yeah, Pre-game coming up uh, an hour before that. Let's go, baby. It's a women's hoops ball day at 4 Eastern on the BYU TV app as the Cougars host NAIA School Carroll College. No relation to J.C. Carroll after a split in Hawaii last week. 18th-ranked BYU women's volleyball loses at home to number two San Diego in four sets on senior night, snapping a 28-match West Coast Conference home win streak. The Cougars finished the season 21-6 overall with just three conference losses, obviously behind San Diego in the WCC. They finished second in the conference for just the first time since 2019. They're probably going to be on the road when postseason play begins. No, probably. It'll happen. 28-match uh, losing or win streak at home in the WCC snaps. That was a long streak. Mm. Good match, but BYU loses. Football prepares. Oh, yeah, by the way, football plays uh, this week uh, at Stanford Saturday night, last night on the Satake Show, as hosted by one Spencer Kent Linton. The coach said his uh, team is trying to do something that's never been done. Yeah, I think the, the goal here is to finish strong and, and um, you know, do something that no BYU team has been able to do before, and that's beat Stanford. And so uh, I think uh, the prep this week is important, but... Uh, we have a lot of respect for Stanford, their program, their coaching staff, and the players there. So, uh, you know, looking forward to that game and, and going out there to the Bay Area. 0-2 all-time against Stanford, so not a lot of history there. But, yes, trying to get that first one. Pre-game on BYU TV and BYU Radio begins Saturday night, 9 Eastern time. In the NFL, Jamal Williams and the Detroit Lions have a Thanksgiving Day showdown against Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills tomorrow. Turducken. Jamal has already reached career best with 668 yards this season and, of course, leads the NFL with 12 rushing touchdowns through 10 games. Alliance franchise record for most rush touchdowns through 10 games, by the way. Not even the great Barry Sanders wow. did that. 
Williams has also tied Sanders' record of five games with multiple rushing touchdowns. You love to see it. Happy Thanksgiving to Jamal indeed. Can they make it four in a row with a win against the Bills? All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. New York Jets head coach Robert Sala speaking with the media moments ago and, of course, what's trending brought to you by Tim Daly Ford, part of the Tim Daly Outer Group serving Utah since 1968. And Coach Sala, very composed, very even keel presentation here. These are his opening comments about Zach Wilson moments ago. Zach's career here is not over. I know that's going to be the narrative. I know that what, that's what everybody wants to, wants to shout out, and that's not even close to the case. The intent, the full intent, is to make sure Zach gets, uh, gets back on the football field at some point this year. Um, when that is, I'll make that decision. I'm going to take it day to day. Uh, the biggest thing with Zach and the same things that we've talked about is the young man needs a reset. Um, uh, his decision-making's been fine, his practice habits, all that stuff have been fine, but there's some basic fundamental things that have gotten really out of whack for him. And this is just an opportunity for him to sit back, uh, focus on those things, find a way to get uh, uh, reconnect to all the different things that we, uh, we fell in love with during the draft process. And it's something that I feel like he's going to be able to do. Um, I think to ask him to do all those things while preparing for a game is unfair. Um, but, uh, but at the same time, it's... Uh, it's something just talking with Zach that I think we're all excited to attack. And this is, you know, like I said, it's, is it a small step back? Absolutely for him. But do I think it's going to be a great leap forward when it, uh, when he does get a chance to reset himself? Absolutely. And, um, so this is not a, uh, this is not putting a, a nail in his coffin. This is not that it's not even close to that. But, uh, but I do believe at the end of this is going to be a, a rejuvenated, renewed young man that, uh, uh, once he reconnects to his to all the different things that we're trying to reconnect to, he's going to show why he was the second pick. There's a lot there. Needs a hard reset. Things have gotten out of whack. Time to reconnect with everything we as a staff fell in love with. But it's too much to ask for him to do that while preparing for a game and not the end of his career in New York. Though, yes, my first reaction was, oh my gosh, is Zach Wilson done as a quarterback in New York? Well, Coach Sala says he's not. Jaron, what's your reaction to this move by the New York Jets the day before Thanksgiving, before their game with the Chicago Bears? Well, I want to get to a few uh, reports from Zach Rosenblatt that uh, are even bigger news than what we just heard. So uh, Zach uh, covers the Jets for the Athletic. He said, Robert Sala said, Joe Flacco will be the backup on Sunday. Mike White's going to start. Zach Wilson won't be active. Wow. That Zach Wilson won't even be the backup. He won't even be in uniform. Like that is, they, there must be more going on there. Maybe they give him like a mental health break uh, this week or something. For because sure. yeah, that, he's, that he's not even he's not even going to be dressed for this game. Also, Robert Salas said uh, Zach Wilson reacted with some frustration when he was told the news. Why me? I want to play. <sighs> it's tough. That, like Zach Zach needs yes a hard restart uh, reset here because clearly he doesn't understand. You've been playing poorly. You're going to be put on the bench. You needed to take more ownership over some of this. And he can play better, but I, I think he's been a little naive about this, uh, given his reaction after the game, given his reaction to being told this morning, why me? What do you mean, why me? Isn't it obvious why it's you? Um, Steve Valen and I always like to joke in the middle of a men's volleyball game when someone goes, hey, my bad. We go, yes, it's your bad. Obviously, it was your bad. You're trying to acknowledge your teammates. Blah, blah, blah. Trying to take ownership. Just, yes. Uh, Zach hasn't quite taken that. Why me? Like, 
Uh, this, is, this is another response from a guy that we really like, and Zach Wilson, he's our guy, is, ah, Zach, you don't get it right now. He should have said, okay, coach, I understand. I'm going to prepare this week like I'm going to be the starter in the same way. I'll be ready to go when you ask me, and I look forward to that opportunity. Like, that would be the ideal response from Zach in that situation. Certainly, it's an emotional time for him going through this. This is uh, not his first bit of sort of uh, frustration or trial in the NFL, but it's the first big moment where it's like, hey, you're not playing great, you're getting benched, and New York's going after you. The whole country's going after you in the media because you play in New York. If Zach played outside of New York, the reaction would not be the same as it is in New York. So still hoping Zach um, figures it out and sort of understands why. It's because you're not playing great, bro. Uh, you can't make weather an excuse uh, that it was windy when Mac Jones throws for 250 out there. And you need to take ownership. So certainly this is a growing moment uh, and moments for Zach. I'm a bit surprised that he's not even active in this game. This is quite the message from the Jets of, hey, we need you to uh, relax this week and let's get back at it next week. Zach Wilson is a hard-nosed kid. He didn't take lightly to the idea that he was in a battle with Jaron Hall for the starting quarterback position going into the 2019 season. He's been in a type of scenario like this before, but he's never been told, like, okay, you're not the guy. Right? When was the last time he was told he wasn't the guy? Maybe as a freshman year at BYU when he lost the job to Tanner Mangum. But, again, that's more palatable because he's a freshman, he's 18, yes. and he's not expected to be the guy. When, yeah, was it like when he was in elementary school? Because he's been the guy for a long time. It's he's been tough. very good. Like He's yeah. a competitor, and so I understand why he's – what he wants to do is he wants to make things right. He wants to prove to everybody, no, 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 no. I can still play. I can still do this. I'm a good player, and he doesn't want to have to wait for the opportunity to prove to people that he can do that. I get that. From a competitive and a competitor standpoint, you want to go out and say, no, 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 I'm good. Like, I can do this. I want to quiet the doubters. And he's probably pointing to, well, how, what about how I played against Buffalo? And what about how I played against – the Pittsburgh Steelers, like people were singing my praises after those games this season. We're five and two. I lost my starting running back, Brees Hall. All of these things, I'm sure that, that, that is the defense mechanism that Zach Wilson and people in his corner are probably using. But to your point, when your head coach says, I need you to be with me on this decision and support me in starting Mike White, you, you just need to say, okay. You need to bite your tongue, and you need to say, okay. At some point, it has to be about the team. If you want to win that locker room back, you have to make it about the team and not about you. So the step for Zach Wilson to earning the team's trust back is to accept this role and try and take it with as much grace as possible, work even harder, I don't read as much into the inactive part right now because I think it is kind of just a mental break. And New York can now activate somebody that they might need in another injury-riddled position and elevate them for the game where they feel like, okay, we can utilize Zach's spot and get better in another position group to try and win this game. So I'm not as concerned about that. What I am concerned about is that, that Zach – is not in line with the team mentality first right now. At least his comments and what we've been told and what we're hearing in the media from Zach himself in some cases would suggest that it's not about the team first. 
And you got to make it about the team if you want to win the complete trust of your teammates back. He had some of his good friends, Quinn and Williams, notably step up to the podium and say, we love Zach. We support Zach. We're not blaming Zach for this loss against the Patriots. And I thought that was really, really, really uh, big of Quinn and Williams to do that when Zach himself didn't kind of take ownership like that. And I'll add Quinn this. Quinn did what Zach didn't. Exactly. Is, no, 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 we should have put a zero on the board. We ride with our quarterback. Like, yeah, he. But he, you don't have to. If he, ownership. If someone's right? not good, bench him. Get him off. If I stink on this show, get me out of here. It's a professional. You know what I mean? It's about being team. good enough. It's a professional football team. Yeah. I mean, these are men that are they're modern day gladiators that are putting their bodies on the line. Literally, they make millions of dollars for it. But come on, like this is big business, and I think Robert Sala handled that with complete class. I love what he said, how he said it, how he presented it. I think he's a really, really savvy, smart coach. And it, I mean, it's New York. It's the New York media. And Zach Wilson knows it best. They can get under your skin. Connor Hughes is a, is a really, really good reporter, but he gets under the skin of a lot of New York players because he's not afraid to ask really tough questions and the needle guys. For better or for worse. It was a fair question. Zach Wilson didn't want to answer was, the question. It was a fair question. Because he's bugged by Connor Hughes. And he's been bugged by Connor Hughes over the past year and a half. He should be more bugged by his play than Connor Hughes. Understandably. Like, but this is, he's young, right? He's 23 years old. He's immature still. And he's learning how to handle emotions that he's probably never dealt with before. This has nothing to do with Zach coming from money. No. This is just, Zach has kind of had his way. With everything, I'm not going to make it about finances, but now he's having to learn a hard lesson and something that he's never dealt with before, which is you're not the guy. You're not the guy. And that's a tough lesson to take when you've always had it your way. Uh, it's a big freaking deal that he's inactive. I'm sorry. I just feel very different about this. Okay, like, can you imagine another team, their starter doesn't even dress for that game? This is a big deal. They're sending him a message of like, Dude, you're not with us. You need to get with they us. They want him to completely detach and, and go do his thing and get right. Which tells me a lot about how bad it is. Maybe he's him. going to his quarterback's coach, John Beck. Perhaps. To do something. Maybe we'll check with John and see what's going on there. The other thing is this. I think a lot of this has to do with how he's handled this. I wonder, and perhaps he still would have been benched regardless, if he had handled the postgame better and said, no, this is on me, I've got to play better, da-da-da, that maybe he's at least a backup. Like, I, I think because of how poorly that was handled, that they have reacted to that reaction. And that says a lot. Zach has got to learn some hard lessons here. And he's still going to play in the NFL. It's not like he's – like the, some people are going to be like, oh, he's done. He's, he's not done. He's done this week. Um, we'll see the next couple weeks. And here's why they're not going to fight through this like, say, they did last year at, at times. It's because they could make the playoffs if they have better quarterback play. Um, they win that game if they're just, like, a little better. If they're just bad on offense, not horrendous, they win that game. And they are 7-3 and three instead of 6-4. and four. Like, their defense is really good. they got some nice young pieces. The run game's been effective. Granted, Brees Hall's out. That's tough. But – because they're on the fringe of, like, actually making the playoffs this year and they drafted well, that's why there's an issue. If they were 3-6, and six, they'd probably fight through this with Zach and, okay, we give you this whole year and then we'll see next year. But at this point, they blow it up a little bit because they've been good in spite of Zach's poor play at quarterback. 
Granted, he's had some nice moments like you highlighted, and we've talked about this week. But this is a tough situation for Zach. He certainly needs to learn that sometimes, even if you don't mean it, you got to say the right thing, and that affects perception and ultimately action around how the team perceives you and how people perceive you. And in New York, it's, a, it's different. Like, what, the highs are real high in New York, but the lows are real low. And right now, this is the lowest point in probably Zach Wilson's career and maybe life. The inactive decision, if I'm in Zach's situation as it pertains to that, I am calling John Beck and saying, I will meet you wherever in Southern California somewhere. Let's reestablish my basic fundamentals that Robert Sala talked about. Go back to your roots. Go back to the guy, again, that will put you in position that Coach Sala said made us fall in love with everything that he did. You know, I hate to hear Dan Orlovsky say, the best moment of Zach Wilson's career is still his pro day throw. I don't agree with that. I think it's the most viral moment. Zach's had some really nice plays, including that long touchdown run down the sideline late last season. And you heard Jets fans say, maybe this kid is the guy. And like, oh, look at that throw to Corey Davis as he's rolling out to his right and he's waving him to the end zone and he throws a dart, you know, 55 yards yep. rolling to his right for a touchdown. Like, he's had some moments in the NFL where we've seen, like, the, yeah. the lights go on like, oh, yeah. oh, okay. For sure. We've also seen the lights go off. Exactly. Which has been Com hard to watch. Confidence, like Zach's a confident kid, clearly, and he's a competitor. But to Coach Sala's point, he, he's just kind of lost some fundamentals and he's doing some unorthodox things and he's sailing throws and he's rushed. And it's okay to, to recognize, like, I'm not good right now and I'm going to go somewhere where I can try and rediscover that. There's nothing wrong with this, but he's having a hard time admit it. And that's what's causing him the most problems is he, he doesn't want to wait. He wants to try and prove it now. And, and I, I agree with Coach Sala and everybody in the New York media where it's like, take a step back and try and figure it out. It's okay. There's no shame in saying, I'm not good right now, and I'm going to do what I can to fix it. For the Jets, it's not about Zach getting it fixed. It's about them finding someone who will help them win. They just care about winning because they're a, they're a surprisingly good team in spite of Zach's poor play, right? And at times, Zach's been really good. He helped him beat the Steelers. He helped, he's helped him in a lot of uh, moments this year. But clearly, it's not been great. And the reaction to not being great was worse than his game on Sunday. And so that's why there's this blow-up. If the Jets stunk, this wouldn't be a big deal. It wouldn't. But they're pretty good. And they're playoffy this year, which is ahead of expectation yes. in the timeline, right? And um, who, who knows what the rest of the season holds for Zach Wilson, but right now it's certainly shocking to me. To me, I'm shocked that he's not even going to be active in the game. That is quite the move. If it's multiple weeks, then I'll join you and read into that heavily. But if it's like a week and now he's back. They haven't, set, they haven't played the mental health angle here. So that's, that's what, if they did, it'd be understandable. But it's performance-based. To just go see you. For sure. Like, yeah. Whoa. I, I, I'm telling you, I think it's because he's going to leave New York and he's going to fly somewhere and he's going to meet with the quarterback's coach. Thus, you're inactive for the game. Like, you're somewhere else in the country. And we're not just going to let you hold the spot. We're going to, like, elevate somebody else to the 53-man roster while you're gone. Like, that, that's what I you're believe You're not just number two. You're number three now. Like, it's just, wow. Wow. You know? It's a precipitous fall. Hopefully, it's a precipitous you, rise later. You got to do something to try and win your teammates' trust in the locker room. Do back. you do that by leaving? 
Well, if your your coach is like, hey, go. If they hired John Beck for crying out loud to come and be his quarterbacks coach last so. year, not this year though, right? Right. No, he's not this year. But yeah. if, if that's what it takes, then he's doing whatever. It maybe takes he can't to get do back. anything this week. Maybe he needs to be. I don't know. I don't know. I, j- I just feel like it's weird if you leave town. That maybe looks worse. Our question of the day: Will you consume more turkey, football, or football? That's <laughs> in soccer. This Thanksgiving oh, weekend. Is? Well, I'm just saying for this. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm just clarifying for someone who's like, what, what? Football or football? I you know, know. Football. Yeah. Hiram on Instagram says football. Just, Hiram, just, some, just hi, at Hiram. That's what they put in the script for me. That's Hiram cool. on Instagram. Joseph's brother. Football. Turkey Bowl in the morning. Yep. Dallas Cowboys game later. Yeah, and Lions more too. football after. Did I forget to mention football too? Hashtag BYUSN to join the conversation. It's fantastic. What about you? Me. What about you? What has your attention? Uh, football. I'm consuming you're a lot a of World, World Cup, Cup right guy. now. Yeah, yeah, you're a big yeah. World Cup guy. But it's all of it. I told my wife, hey, you get one and a half activities with the fam a day. I don't want. I what don't does want that to, mean? Because well, I get you get one, maybe maybe another, maybe. But I just want to watch TV, and hang out with everybody. <laughs> like I, I don't want to go here, go there, go there. No, I just want to watch stuff. One and a half? You get one and a half activities. <laughs> well, because one day it might be two, but the next day then it's just one then. Uh, is it you know an average You want to go to the mall and take a picture of Santa? <laughs> okay, we, that, that might be the one. You pick, okay? All right, double-double machine. Please. What's your answer, by the way? Mine? Real quick. Well, I got to travel a little bit, but I, I'm, listen, I'm calling women's basketball today for crying out loud. Way to sidestep the rush. So I got to be focused on Carol College today. coming in today. Spencer's answer later, I guess. Four Eastern on the app. I don't know yet. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I don't know. I got to call games. Up next, what are Houston Haymooley's thoughts as he heads back to his old stomping grounds at Stanford? Yeah, emotions are going to be high. He'll tell us all about it next in Deep Blue. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Houston Haymooley's season hasn't gone exactly like many thought that it might. Hasn't been as involved as certainly he has hoped to be, but it hasn't changed the attitude of BYU's fullback. I talked with him on Monday. Here is the entirety of that conversation. Houston, what was the best part of your senior day experience at Lavelle Edwards Stadium in that win on Saturday? Ooh, well, one is a win. <laughs> Two, um, kind of being in there for Lavelle Edwards Stadium for the last time, you know, of my career. Um, and then three, getting on the field. And, you know, um, I loved helping Terrence get his first touchdown. So that was one of my favorite moments. Walk us through that play where you're out as the lead blocker on that late end around that puts BYU over 50 points for the game and into the end zone once again. Yeah, so um, in that play, you know, me and Carter, we are goals is kind of helps seal that edge. Um, so, you know, Carter gets his man first. And as I'm going up, I'm kind of peeking between two guys. You know, I'm taking the most dangerous. Um, and so, you know, you kind of see me scanning, seeing who's going to be the fastest one there. Um, so the one over the top seemed like a more dangerous threat. Then I decided just to throw my body, get him out the way, knowing that Terrence is way more athletic than I am. So I know he's going to score. I just got to get the body out the way. So, You take some of the credit, right? 
Again, I think he's a lot more athletic than I am. I was just a body <laughs> getting away. I was just throwing myself over there. <laughs> Great stuff. What's going through your mind when you're out leading in, in front of the play like that? How much of it is analytical and how much of it is just physical aggression? Um, it's like we call it pre, pre-snap and post-snap. You know, it's what do we see before the play? And then as soon as the play snaps and you're on your route, on your, uh, you know, your line of what, demarcation? <laughs> on your line <laughs> to play. Um, and, yeah, so it's more like, okay, where is he before? Where is he after? And then once you know where he is after, it's all about all right, how physically, you know, how, how can I impose myself on this guy as I'm playing? Oh, really fun play to watch develop and end up uh, with another BYU touchdown. Houston Haymuli is on BYU Sports Nation one-on-one. How would you sum up your season at BYU in 2022? Um, no, it's been amazing. You know, it's been uh, – for me, coming home is, is is always a great feeling. And so, um, yeah, all I have to say is amazing. No matter what the result was, what it is, um, it's been amazing. You've taken on a leadership role and wear a number of hats for this team. How would you define your role on this BYU team? Uh, that's a good question. My role, I think, was uh, – um, I think my role is kind of just do whatever it takes to help the team, no matter what it was. You know, I I can't put myself in a box saying I'm only this. You know, my goal this year was to help as much as I could, whatever areas, whether that be special teams, being the hype man, you know, um, and then whenever coach need to be out there, be out there. So I think my role was just to be very supportive and be, a, you know, be someone to lean on for the team. You're such a competitor and clearly a guy – who carries a super positive attitude and it can be frustrating when you're not on the field as much as maybe you would want to be. So what's the key to maintaining the proper perspective as you go through natural ups and downs and, and wanting to compete more? Yeah. Um, one thing you got to put in perspective is that nothing's permanent. You know, you can't hold yourself in uh, thinking that because of one day something's bad or one season, something's terrible, but that's how life's going to be, how it's going to be. Otherwise, you're not going to perform well, no matter what you do. And then that, you know, what happens in the moment happens in the moment. Once it's done, you got to move on. That's always an attitude I take when it comes to sports, school, life, you know, everything's moving and you got to keep going. Mm, fantastic perspective. Life lessons with Houston A. Willie here, and I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> what are your yeah, absolutely. What are your emotions like as you prepare for Stanford, your former team, and Stanford Week in Palo Alto? Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be a word I overkilled in every interview I think I've done before. Surreal, you know. At this point, it's just going to be. It's going to be. It's going to be interesting for me to see what it's like being on the other side of the locker rooms, the other side of the campus. You know, it's um, it's something I'm excited for, something that I'm looking forward to and um, seeing my old teammates, seeing my old friends, um, then competing against them and then being in the card. How much trash talk has taken place and will continue to take place between you and former teammates at Stanford leading up to game time? I'm going to be honest, I'm not a big trash talker before games, but when you get in games, you know, things always fly. And um, I won't say what flies, but for the games, I just like to say, you know, hey, man, just watch out for me on the field. You know, what's on the field is on the field. 
but there will be, you know, there's always exchanges. <laughs> <laughs> I'm officially requesting a Houston Hamuli goal line touchdown play. If BYU gets into that goal line situation, are you okay with that? Oh, I'm hundred percent. Okay. With that. So if you're, if, you're one, if you're the one requesting, oh yeah, of course. Now, if I haven't requested it, that might be a little bit, might be iffy, but okay. Hey, the request, <laughs> in, the request is in. It's official now. It's going to air on live television. I'll make it heard. Right. Uh, I'm hosting the Satake show on Tuesday night, so maybe oh, we can okay. make something happen there too. Maybe send an email, CC some people. You know, whatever you need to do. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. All joking aside, uh, you clearly carry yourself very well and are an inspiration to a lot of your teammates. What is BYU playing for at this point? You've secured bowl eligibility. You're six and five. Of course, you want to beat Stanford, but what's the goal at hand for BYU the remainder of the season? Yeah. um, The big thing at BYU is, you know, we're always out to prove that we can, you know, we can always compete with teams and, Every team that we play, especially a Power 5 team, is a chance to show that BYU is able to compete with teams. Now, Stanford, of course, doesn't have the best record. Um, you know, they're not, you know, they're not what we used to be in the past, but uh, Stanford, you know, is still a good team. And us going down to Palo Alto in enemy territory, being a Power 5 team, Pac-12, um, shows that, you know, this program has guts and that we are willing to keep fighting, you know, no matter what our circumstance was or is, mm-hmm. sorry, is present. I'm hearing several different options for a bowl game destination, most notably somewhere in Texas, Frisco, Dallas area, maybe Albuquerque in the New Mexico bowl. Do you have any preference in a destination when it comes to a bowl game? Personally, no. Um, I'm just excited to play wherever because there's one more game with the boys. Um, uh, yeah, wherever there's a game, I'll be willing to play as long as it's not freezing, which now <laughs> now we're going to go on a bowl that's freezing. But <laughs> OK, I just so jinxed rule, this. rule out Boise for the potential. <laughs> uh, not sure what Albuquerque is like. Maybe for your sake, I'll hope that BYU is somewhere in Texas or certainly somewhere close to some water where it is a little bit warmer. I hope so. Yeah. What What does a bowl game do for a team? We hear a lot about the three additional weeks of practice. What What else does it do for for a team? Mm -hmm. Uh, Bowl games are one of those things that um, every team wants to have because you've earned a right to play another couple weeks with your with your boys. You know, it's full of players like myself. This is it. This is the last season I can even play college football. Um, But knowing I have a couple more weeks makes me happy man you know it makes me excited you know i get to be around this locker room for another couple weeks or so and that's that's one of the best things anyone could have fantastic stuff houston i know that you will be helping the defense scheme for stanford's offense and you'll help the offense scheme for stanford's defense Let's give you some karma as you begin those meetings. I know you got to run to one of those meetings, but uh, take the BYU Sports Station karma and run. Good luck against your former teammates in Palo Alto, man. I appreciate y'all. Take that karma. Houston Amuli on BYU Sports Station. I'm serious. Like if BYU's on the one yard line at any point in the game, I want him in the game and I want them to at least try once to hand the ball off to him so that he can score a touchdown against Stanford. He does not have a rushing touchdown in his career. It's one touchdown. It was receiving. But uh, he play, he's played in the 2018 Sun Bowl. That's it. So this is going nice to be nice for him to go to a bowl yeah, game. Absolutely. That would be fun because on third and fourth down, BYU's not been great. Uh, so hand it off to Give Houston. it to Houston. Go. 
If you missed the final BYU football with Kalani's Talkie Show, oh, Spencer Linton hosted it. You got to check it out. A bunch of seniors on set. Chase Roberts in the film room. Houston's newest uh, Deep Blue. Watch it on demand on BYUSN.com. Up next, if given the choice, where in Texas do you want BYU football to go bowling for the holidays? Mm. We'll tell you our preferred destinations next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Sports Nation, follow the show on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and the TikTok. He is Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. Let's whip it. Cougar Whip Round presented by Marisk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. BYU is projected to play in the Frisco Bowl versus Middle Tennessee Woo! or Armed Forces Bowl versus the Air Force, depending on who you ask. Which projected BYU-Texas Bowl game and opponent are you more interested in? I want the Armed Forces Bowl against Air Force. I think that would be a really compelling matchup. I also saw BYU projected to play Kansas in the Armed Forces Bowl in another publication. So give me the Armed Forces Bowl on December 22nd. I think that'd be fun. That 2011 trophy is the heaviest trophy that exists for BYU football. Fun fact. That thing is crazy. I don't know the poundage there, but let's just say Hebron Fangupo had a hard time lifting that up. Okay. BYU men's basketball is currently averaging 19 turnovers a game through four contests. Eh. Not good. Eh. Jerem, over under 19 turnovers for BYU today against USC. I'm going 20 plus again. It's been three or four. USC is 26th in tempo, so they're going to push it. BYU, um, USC's 248th in turnover percentage as well. They stink. BYU's 10th worst, by the way. 25% uh, of possessions are turnovers. I'm going 20 plus. I think this team's still figuring it out. I think they're still going to push it. And I think the uh, Atlantic Ocean uh, humidity is going to get to the ball. I feel like there's been such an emphasis from Mark Pope this week, building up to it, that BYU might go under. They'll go 18. I'm going to go 18 turns. <laughs> 18 turns, which is crazy. 18's still bad, That's, but it would be better. Yeah. I'm going to go 18. If you're creating a bunch more possessions, it's not the worst thing in the world, actually, because you're just making up for it. Stay up late with BYU Sports Nation game day on Saturday night as BYU heads to Stanford, at least Spencer does, finish the regular season starting at 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Why does BYU basketball freshman Richie Saunders consider Fusini Traore his little brother? And what's the scouting report on USC? But tell us next is BYU Sports Nation. Richard doing work. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Oh, BYU basketball got that island vibe going in the I was going to say, is this right like now. a Bahamas thing? Like, Welcome nice. back to BYU Sports Nation live from Studio B. I spoke with BYU basketball freshman Richie Saunders yesterday and the men's team preparing for the battle for Atlantis and USC today. What's the scouting report on the Trojans and why Foos is Richie's little brother, among other topics discussed, one-on-one -on -one with Richie Saunders. Richie, I'm going to put you on the spot as our resident meteorologist for the Bahamas right now. What's the weather like in paradise? As you can as you can tell, there's just so much sun. It's a little different than Utah, and so uh, you can expect a lot of sun and a lot of just clear skies. Paradise. <laughs> Great stuff. Um, what's the best thing that you've done there thus far? Um, had to be the ocean because. Mm -hmm. Get this. So it's all business. This is all business trip, right? But we had two hours that we could go on and go have some fun. 
So like we went to we went on some of the slides and went to the beach. It's it's just like it's incredible, you know. Like it's 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 what is it? It's November, but we're in the sun, so I can't complain. Fantastic! You deserve those two hours. Come on, <laughs> it's probably should be four hours, but whatever. You know, you take what you can get. We'll, we'll take the two. That's for sure. Absolutely. Okay. So water slides and some sunshine and seeing the ocean aside, you said it's about business. It's about basketball. What are you expecting to accomplish in the Bahamas with a BYU team that's still trying to figure some things out? No, we're we're here to win. There's no question about it. You know, like regardless of the different aspects, like we're here to win, and um, we have full expectation and potential to to do that. So it starts it starts uh, Wednesday with USC, and we're ready for them. And we're just super excited to to be here and to have that, op- that opportunity to, to, to win. Let's get into the game plan a little bit with USC specifically. Mm-hmm. What type of a team are they and how does BYU match up with the Trojans? Yeah. You know, they're, they're like, they're a very historic, historically like talented team. And there's no different this year. They have a couple of um, high level guys that we we are going to really be ready for and um, have to just, um, know where they are at all times on defense and but they're a, a team that's going to push it and they're going to play hard and um, so in order to to uh, to handle that we have to meet that toughness and meet that intensity and even excel you know sure what does USC do best from a basketball standpoint is it rebounding is it disruption on defense is it length and athleticism scoring what do you feel like they do best? Um, they crash really hard and they pass very, very well. Um, they have, again, a couple guys who we, we'd have to know when they pick the ball up or when they have the ball even, we have to know that our guys that we're guarding are going to be back cutting. They're going to be um, and looking for the ball. And so the two things that I'd say is awareness and rebounding, being able to box them out. Richie Saunders is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Did they compare to any of the four previous teams you have played against this season? If so, who who are they similar to? Yeah, there there's a lot of different similarities. Um, I'd say San Diego State is definitely the closest, um, playing really hard, and even Nichols State, where um, going into that game we knew that they would be reaching and they'd be fouling and um, just super super aggressive, and that's there's no different with uh, USC. After such a taxing and really challenging game against Nichols, where a lot of emotion and energy is expended, and then you got to travel, you know, I don't know how long you're on a plane, but I mean, we're, we're talking like 2,500 miles or something like that. You make a long trip, you show up in the Bahamas. How's the team energy and uh, your conditioning? How is that right now? Super good. You know, like telling you those two hours, we, we love it. <laughs> We've loved it. But more than that, honestly, it's like we just – uh, I think we've gotten a lot closer this trip and even just the 48 hours that we've been here already, like we, uh, the, the energy is good. Um, we're, we're with each other all the time. And um, just to be in a different environment is I think super, super good for the team chemistry. If you beat USC, I'm calling for more water slides. Okay. In between <laughs> games. I don't even care. <laughs> I don't even care. Like you go to the water slides if you beat USC. And that's what it is. Uh, I, 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 100%, I can get behind that. All right, we got Richie Saunders of BYU Basketball again joining us from the Bahamas. 
Where is the source of your energy, Richie? Because it, it, you talk to anybody about you and it's like, dude, that guy never stops. So where where does that energy come from, Richie? I don't know. I, I don't know if I've ever actually been asked that. Um, but I think like, of course, the root is my dad. Like uh, he's he's taught me how to work and my mom as well. He's taught me how to work. Um, and, you know, like that's just, one of the things that I, like I, I owe to them is just being able to get out there. And um, like, like I've mentioned to you a couple of times, like my dad just has always told me that like, you just need to work and just work now and work now and work now and stuff will fall into place. And um, while there's just so many different parts of my game that I'm working on and I have so much, so much growth that needs to happen. Like that's one thing that like I can at least control right now. As a young player and now you're growing into the core of this team. Coach Pope is relying on you more to bring that energy into rebound, but you're still a freshman. What is it that you want to work on the most and refine as you push forward in your BYU career at this point? It's defense. Like there's, there's no way around it that that is like, that's key to getting on the court. And just like, I look up to Spencer Johnson, like none other in that regard, because he, he just has found a way to, uh, to always just be solid and um, being the spot where the coaches can trust him. And I hope to be able to get into that spot of um, trust on the defensive end. It's something that we've, I've worked super hard and it's because uh, I, like I've, I've, I've worked super hard on them, but it's still, there's so much work that needs to be done. And, you know, coach Short, our strength coaches spent hours on hours with me working with my feet and um, on the, just so I can just move in, a, in the correct way like Spencer, but that's for sure. Yeah. You have a unique relationship with Fusini Traore because you both played at Wasatch Academy, and uh, he was very excited when you were coming back from your mission, you're going to get on the roster. When did that relationship begin, and what's that relationship like now? Yeah, you know, like, um, he's my he's my little brother. Like, um you know, we fight like little brothers or like brothers and, um, you know, like he, uh, so he, when he came to America, um, there's kind of two host families, the Zentners and then my family, um, that are, um, there were his host families. And, um, as I went to Wasatch, me and him shared a room with the Zentners for, um, a couple, like three months and then, uh, transitioned to, uh him living with my family and that was now like it's almost been I don't know like almost five years which is crazy but that's that's what it's like um now it's just it's super fun to be on the court with him and be able to um be able to just play and do something that's brought us together and be able to um do it together you know you say you fight like brothers is there something that he does that really bugs you or something you do that really bugs uh, him? I don't know if this is this is good for a public air, but you know, there's <laughs> there's there's plenty of different things. We just we spend a lot of time to, to, with each other, and so we we know the little little buttons to push and um, <laughs> you're chewing your cereal too loud, booze. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's funny. Like that's just how it is. And me as I um I have only sisters, like it's been a, a super unique experience for me to have that, uh, have him in, in my house and uh, be able to have a, have a brother. You know, it's, it's been super life-changing and um, yeah. 
and he's he's a big example to me you know like he he really is just uh, has highest integrity in every situation and super true to what he believes in and um it's motivated me to be to try to be a better person seriously oh, i love that when you uh look at again the core of young players when i watch you and dallin hall and tanner tools and even foost when he was a freshman now a tiki he's still an underclassman for crying out loud like you expect guys to maybe play scared or play tentative be a little nervous i don't get that feeling from any of you in that regard and the moment does not seem too big what why is that why do you feel prepared even young in your careers at BYU well i what i know at least for the three of us who've uh, re, you know returned missionaries like uh, besides the fact that we've had 20 something years of growing up and um, preparation for this moment like one of the biggest takeaways i've had from my mission is um you know it's just the ability to uh just have grit to get through and to um, you know, every day you have to get up and you have to face the day again. And, you know, I, I see that translating super well into, into on the court. Um, and I know that uh, for Foos and Atiki, like they, they've had so many obstacles to, to, um, to overcome in order to get to this spot. But I also think in addition to like practice, like we're going against super good guys every day in practice. And that's that preparation has, has been key for me, at least. What's it like for you to compete for Coach Pope and this staff right now? I love it. I love it. Like, I, I seriously do. I love the just the passion and the um, the way that they go about coaching. Um, everything from the individual workouts with Coach Cahill that um, are just unlike any individual workouts that I've ever had. Like, it is, we, we do what we need to work on. <laughs> and it's a super unique for some reason this has been unique experience but it's been like just super incredible as you prepare for usc and then who knows beyond i mean these multi-team events are so unique that way how how do you stay in the moment not knowing who you're going to play after usc and not get too overwhelmed about game prep for all of these potential different <laughs> opponents Hey, luckily that's that's more on the coaches. <laughs> I don't know how they do that, but for us, like it's we talk all day, like or every day we talk about being present and focusing on the the right now, um, and it's just an opportunity to exercise that uh, and to just really try hard to be in the moment and um, not to worry about what's going to happen tomorrow or the next day, um, who we're going to play, but to really focus in on the now and who we're playing right now. All right. As we finish up, uh, I need to ask you about the Thanksgiving holiday. What do you expect Thanksgiving dinner to be like in the Bahamas while you balance <laughs> basketball games? Yeah, I just, I'm super excited to see how that goes. I don't know. Maybe they got some Turkey rolling <laughs> around here, but um, yeah, it's definitely going to be a little different. It's, we already got Christmas music playing all over the resort we're at and stuff. And so I just, um, I'm just super excited, but you know, it's, it's definitely always tough to be away from uh, the, my, like my family, but um, I know they're cheering for me and cheering for all of us, um, even if it is across the country or whatever. So a couple of quick hitters for you. You mentioned Christmas music is already playing. Are you a Christmas music before Thanksgiving? I, I am. Don't, don't tell my mom. I hope she's not watching. <laughs> I am. I really am. I, I think Christmas music is good uh, almost year round. <laughs> okay. I love it. I love it. 
And then what's your favorite Thanksgiving Day dish? Man, rolls. I got to go with the rolls. And my mom makes this super good homemade jam that you put on the, on the homemade rolls. And it's just, it's incredible. <laughs> so, so I'm just hoping that they're saving me some, you know. <laughs> hey, Mama Saunders, save some of those homemade rolls. <laughs> Seriously, and listen to Richie. <laughs> uh, he's coming home soon enough. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma to go and compete well in the Bahamas, Richie. Uh, we congratulate you on uh, what you've accomplished through four games thus far, and we appreciate the time. Happy Thanksgiving to you, and uh, good luck against the Trojans. I appreciate it, Spencer. Thank you. Richie Saunders. Just hanging out in the Bring Bahamas. Bring the energy. Let's go. Thinking about the Mama's Rolls, which he's not going to get this week. Water slides and Mama's Rolls. Let's <laughs> go. Awesome, man. It's ball night or day for men's hoops. Uh, get set at 4 Eastern time. Pre-game on BYU Radio. Game at 5 Eastern. BYU versus USC in men's hoops. Let's go, baby. Up next, the rise and shout out to overeating. What? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation's on demand. Download the free BYU TV and BYU radio apps, especially today to listen to men's basketball. Let's go. You can subscribe, rate, and review to the podcast as well. Our question of the day, will you consume more turkey, football, or football? This Thanksgiving weekend, our elite voice of the day presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated comes from Matt Willardson on Instagram who says, yes. The answer is yes. Correct. All of it. <laughs> Today's Rise and Shout Out presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. And it goes to Lorenzo Fawatea for claiming that he can out-eat his head coach, Kalani Satake, last night on the coach's show. No hesitation. No hesitation. Kalani said, I don't know whether I should be offended by the question or... You know, take it as a compliment. I like the compliment. I thought it was really funny. But though. All right, so rise and shout out to those who are going to eat a lot of food on Thanksgiving. Absolutely. We hope all of you do. Our thanks to today's guests, Houston Amelie and Richie Saunders. Sorry to Dennis, ran out of time, Doug. For Jeremiah Spencer, and another shout out to Andy Toulson. We'll see you for women's basketball on the BOE TV app at 4 Eastern today. Go Cougs.